Thanks for tuning in to the John Papaloni Show. This is episode 47. Today, we're going to be talking about the real estate market and real estate stats. Thanks for tuning in. How are you all doing today? So far, the weather is great. It's beautiful outside. It's not so hot. It's not so cold. Really good day to look, you know, to be out there. We're looking forward to Friday when we're able to go outside the patios. So this is fantastic and phenomenal. Great start. Great time. We're here on the show today. So let's see. What should I talk about first? I'm trying to think whether I should go into stats first or what. let's go into market activity. Let's go into market activity. So lately, I, I, as you guys all must know, the last few months, the market has been very, very intense. We're, you know, bidding wars left and right and incredibly crazy pricing. Um, the homes were priced way too low to spark bids. And then with the bids, the prices have been going ridiculously high. As much as even three, four hundred thousand, two hundred thousand over asking. Now we all know a lot of it is because if the house is worth a million dollars, they're gonna list it at eight seventy-five, and they're like, "Ooh, it went three hundred thousand dollars over asking." But reality is, it went over by a hundred thousand dollars of market value. Well, which reality is, it means at that time that is the market value. It just went a hundred thousand dollars more than the previous market value. So that's all it is. But it is very, very frustrating for buyers. I mean, it may be great for sellers, but for buyers, it is very frustrating. Imagine going through this and going through five, six, seven homes before you get the magical number that works for you. Crazy. Then on top of that, now we're in June. The stress test has changed to five and a quarter, I believe. And that pushed some people out of the market as a result. Now, what we're talking about, most people haven't been pushed out of the market. It's, um, but they'll qualify for a little bit less than what they used to qualify. But first time home bars or people entering the market for the first time who just got their down payment makes the basic average income, what they can afford now is much lower. And then the average market price on a, it tends to be higher than what their approval rate is. And that's not everybody, it's a percentage. We all know that. But those percentage, unfortunately, they're no longer in the market by choice or not. So the stress test has helped do that. You know, it's sad, but it's reality. So that's some of the changes with the market has been with the uh, stress test that's pushed some of the uh, beginners. And that affected the beginning home, like the beginner's homes, like the starting homes for people are the ones that are basically taking the uh, the heat on that. So going into that, with the bidding wars, what has changed is a lot of times, like I said this last month, where there were certain areas that certain homes were flying off the shelves, lineups around the block, you know, metaphorically speaking, and they were selling well over asking price. And, there's, and we started to see some homes, you know, fail at bid time. And in this circumstance, the failed bid time, I mean, now that it's been, you know, happening a lot longer, I can kind of uh, give you a bit of an explanation as to why and what's happened. So one of the things is the starter homes. That 
tends to be one of the things that have been affected. So you're getting entry-level homes. Those are a good chunk of the ones that have flopped at bidding time. And what ended up happening is it goes back to what I said. Some people have been pushed out of the market and the affordability change. People are also experiencing buyer fatigue where they're fed up of losing and losing and losing and losing. So they're pulling back or they have pulled back. So entry-level homes are the ones being affected in terms of bidding wars. When you get to the 1 million plus, not going to say that that it's 100% you know, where the, everybody goes into a bid and none of them fail, but it's a lot less. So entry-level homes are the ones that have been affected the most. Now, what happens is the price goes up. People's incomes have changed as well. People have more down payment, you know, since the pandemic started. So these million-dollar homes, like the homes have moved to a new level. So now the one to one and a half million-dollar homes, what ends up happening is the people who used to be able to afford the $900,000 homes have kind of moved up with them and are able to afford these 1.5. Those ones there, for the most part, are still getting the bidding wars. Not as much as before, but they're still getting it. So basically, entry-level homes got hit the most. Not price-wise, let's be clear. So entry-level homes, when you come in at 600000 more than likely that's market value. I mean, there's going to be people who still try the bids, but it is what it is. But I'm just giving you an example there where now it's starting to happen with the million one and a half. The ones that are flying off the shelf are what I consider the luxury homes. And luxury homes are the ones that are over 1.5 to two and a half million kind of thing. Now, not necessarily that they're having bidding days, but they're the ones that are, you know, still have a lot of attention. Uh, obviously, there's a limited amount of people who are going to be in that snack bracket, you know, for the two and a half, three million dollar homes. But they're still a hot ticket item. Uh, again, average home of the 1.5, 1.3, 1.2, lots of attention there as well. But there's been a bit of a difference. But the entry-level homes, uh, again, have been the ones that hit the hardest. Price-wise, not at all. Price-wise, we're still up. And when we get into stats, you'll see what I'm talking about. And I don't see that slowing down, if we're being honest, in terms of price-wise. So as we're opening up and we're entering the market again, uh, like what I mean by the market, we're getting out in the patios, the economy is going back up and running, people are going back to uh, work at the office, um, and it's going to be more of them going back to work than they thought, you know, a lot of people thought they're going to be working from home permanently, some of them are going to get a wake-up call and they're going back to the office, but it is what it is, at least we're going to be somewhat going back in the swing of things, so as that happens, the whole pandemic rush of home buying because people have been at home saving money is going to slow down a bit. But then at some point in time, immigration will open up and there'll be an influx of people coming in. They're going to need homes too. So that'll keep the pressure. So I don't see the market slowing down for, uh, for a while at least. I think this is here for a bit longer. Um, I'm not going to say, you know, well, what goes up comes down, what goes down comes up. We all know that real estate has been the most consistent investment around when you look at it at a 40-year history. But let's not uh, be fools and think that it's always been up, 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 and no change. It's, the you know, any investments, it's a riding wave. It's just that real estate has the consistent track pattern. So that's pretty much what's been going on in the market. We're still short listings. They're not enough around the market, but it has improved a little bit with the Buyers scaling back, listings coming up, we're getting there. We're getting there. Again, that's going to change.
but that's where it is right now. So let's get into market stats. And we're going to start off with the overall GTA according to TREB. So we're going to start off with the average sale price being $1,073,104. It's going to be 22% higher than last year. But last year was the heat of the pandemic. Obviously, that number is going to be a little inflated compared to normal. So what can I say? You know what I mean? It is higher. But if we compare it to 2019, the average was 838,000, and now we're at 1,173,000. Kind of a different thing. So an improvement. Um, again, 2020, 2020 had the uh, it only jumped up like 30,000. There's really a um, a uh, $200,000 gap between 2020 and uh, 2021, which is a lot. But again, 2020, for all intents and purposes at this time, we were kind of in a standstill. So that's explainable. So going to the number of sales is 59,077 sales year to date. So that means from January to May 2021, it is 59,077. It is 116.3% increase. Again, we were closed at this point. Not closed, but running virtual. Things kind of, uh, we didn't know where we were. Not surprising. Not a surprising stats. What is surprising is the average days on market. 17 days on market. That is, wow. 17 days on market means... Things are selling in less than a month. Think of it, two weeks and three days is basically what it's selling. That is, uh, we're selling faster by 10.5%. Incredible. And like, wow. Um, we have 1.03 months of inventory on average. Now that's going to be GTA overall. As we go into the submarkets, you're going to see that a lot of those numbers are going to get uglier um, or prettier, depending on how you look at it. So uh, we're going to break it down into, uh, into individuals for the GTA condo prices versus, you know, um, yeah, we're going to go with condo types versus all the other home types. So condo sales, 2,710, 170.5% increase. Actually, I'm not even going to stop telling you the percent in increase because we already know what happened. Um, we want to compare it to 2019. 2019, it was 2,521. So roughly, we have about 168 more sales than we did in, in 2019. Let's take that as the average. Here's an interesting uh, number. Average price in 2021 was is, is 682,280, where the average price in 2020 was 625,445. Now that is a pretty good increase because in 2019. The average price was $598.76. So there was still an increase in 2020, even with the lull. Now, all home types, you know, that's townhouses, semis, detached, all that stuff that, you know, basically freehold townhomes. The total sales were 11,951. It's a hundred, you know, again, we'll go 2019. 9,989 was 2019. 2021, 11,951. There's a bit of a difference. 
active listings. Active listings, 12,253. Now, here's where I'm going to point out when I said there's a shortage of listings. 2019 was 20,017. 2018 was 20,919. So obviously, there's been a downward trend. We already know 2020 was lower. We already know why. So let's not even get into that. Average price on the semis and whatever, you know, it was 1,000, 1,108,453. And again, roughly a $200,000 increase over 2019. So that's just the overall GTA. So we're going to go, we're going to break it down into Toronto, which is basically the Toronto core, you know, and like downtown, you know, the surrounding areas there. Average months of inventory is 1.26. Think about that. That If you're in the city, your home's on the market, a little, you know, you have a little bit more homes on the market. That's pretty uh, wow. But on the positive, your home sell faster. It's average days in the city is 16, not 17 by the round average. So number of sales, 20,323. Not bad. Average selling price in the core is 1,046,413. Average price in condos, 716,976. There was uh, 1,881 sales in 2021. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty good. Well, let's move over to Mississauga. Mississauga. Mississauga saw a major increase compared to before. Uh, well, from yeah, it, Mississauga did pretty, you know, wow. It's uh, 1,019,351. It's 21.2% average. I mean, 21.2% uh, more than the previous year, but we talked about that. But if you're comparing it to 2019, I would say it's about accurate. It's uh, like the 2019 was only 756,000. So if you think about that, that's, it's almost, a, it's a good 260, $270,000 difference. Condos and, oh, sorry. Number of sales, 5,374. So that being said, Mississauga took a major dump in 2020. Nobody sold. In 2020, there was a there was pretty much 500 sales in Mississauga for May 2020. So, like I said, took a major dump. Yeah, like nobody sold. So, we're going to look at 2019 and compare it to that. It's more like it says 1042 for all the home types, 331 for condos. Mix them together, it's still a lot less. So there's been more sales in Mississauga in 2021. A year to date, that is. Sorry, I'm giving you the year to date. Total sales for May were 1,071. So 2019 were only 30 homes. I'm, I, I was giving you the year and comparing it to the month. My bad. Um, yeah, so 1,071 was May. 1,042 was uh, in May of 2019. Again, 2020 was a dump. It's But here's the key kicker here. The market in Mississauga sells quickly. You have less than two weeks on the market, 12-day average. 
That is huge. 0.97 months of inventory, which means you have less than a month of inventory. So, which basically means that if you got no new homes on the market in less than one month, there's nothing left to buy. That's pretty incredible. So let's jump over to Oakville. In Oakville, the average price, $1,472,655. 30% increase. Average sales price year to date. Number of sales year to date is 2,251. Now, we are a little bit higher than the average in total sales in Oakville because in May, out of that 2,251 in May, we had 410. So 410 out of the 2,251 is what was for May. 2020, again, took a dump. Uh, but in 2019, there was 370 sales. Again, 0.97 months of inventory. So less than a month, no homes in Oakville. So overall, let's look at the overall trap market watch. That's everywhere. There was a 2021 11,951 sales, 12,253 active listings. The average price was 1,108,453. Uh, a number of months of inventory is 1.02. Now this will include all of TREB. That includes anywhere TREB is, that's the total stats for TREB. So compare that to 2019, there was more sales in 2021. 9,989 number of sales, but here's the key. Here's the key component. There was 20,017 active listings in 2019. Average price was 838,248. There was two months of inventory. Look at that. Basically, we have half the inventory. And um, half the inventory, we also have half the active listings. Interesting. So that's the Treb stats all the way up to Oakville. Now, what I want to do is go into Hamilton and Burlington. Um, where do I want to start? Let's start with Burlington for obvious reasons. So Burlington, number of sales in 2021 was 373. Obviously, we're up 90.3%. We already know that. Average price, $1,808,000. That is Burlington. Let's see. I'm going to look at residential activity. I, I'm i trying to think. Maybe should, I should do the whole market for Hamilton and Burlington all as a one stat. Let's start off with that. Then I'll break it down, actually. So overall, May 2021, sales activity for the Hamilton-Burlington residential market. And it includes, part of Link, it includes uh, Grimsby and Lincoln, even though that's part of Niagara. The stats are still there. Anyway, sales activity, 1,811. And dollar volume is 1,527,500, in terms of dollar volume. New listings, 2,262. Active listings, currently 1,319. Average price. $843,000, $468. dollars 
The median price is $751,000. Compared to sales activity year-to-date, actual year-to-date. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go back into the individuals. So anyways, I gave you the average for all of it. Um, I gave you the Burlington already. Again, 373 transactions, 1,808 average. So from Burlington, let's go to let's go to Dundas first and actually Ancaster. There's 81 sales in May. Uh, average in Ancaster is 1,186,037. It's up 40% from last year. We know why. Um, Dundas, Dundas is huge. 57 sales compared to 17 last year. Average price in Dundas, this made an impact year over year. This is a big impact. 971,125. That went up basically about 200,000 and 210,000. Um, and that's consistent over the years from the years before and not just 2020. So that's a big increase for Dundas. We're going to look at Grimsby. No, I'm going to go to Hamilton first. Then I'll go to Grimsby. So Hamilton as a general average number of sales, 1,137. Average price, 792,746. Obviously, it's an increase, a lot, a big increase. So now do I break down Hamilton to east, west, whatever? Or do I, um, let's go. Yes, I'm going to break it down. So we're going to break it down to sections. We're going to start off with Hamilton Center. Hamilton Center, 172 sales, 566,150 is the average. Going to go to Hamilton East, which I believe is the core. 113 sales, 622,165. And then we're going to go Hamilton West. 106 sales, 534,862. And that's downtown. Um, Smithville. Yes, I'm going to talk about Smithville because it's still part of Hamilton. There's 10 sales. So there's actually less sales in 2021 than there is in 2020. That's a bit surprising. The average price, huge jump, huge. 800,100. That's a major jump in Smithville. So Hamilton Mountain. Hamilton Mountain, it's basically an 85% jump from last year. This is not surprising. 249 sales in Hamilton Mountain. Average sale price, 736,782. Um, it's up by 32.1% on average. Stony Creek is 185 sales. There's a lot of and for Hamilton. That's a lot of sales when you break it down. 185, it's up from 108. Uh, 835,532 is the uh, price in 2021 and 2020 it was 647,000 water down is there were 60 sales in water down compared to 32 average price 973,922, uh, nine, yeah, 922 up 35.9% from 716,431. So now I'm going to go to my favorite place. And that's really just because I live here. Grimsby. Grimsby is number of sales in Grimsby is 60 for May 2021. Average price 841,585,000. That went up by 32% from 2020. So we're, now we're going to go to West Lincoln. And that one there <laughs> went up 300%. There was a whopping four sales in West Lincoln. 
Um, the price, though, this, this, this is the shocker of the day. The average sale price in West Lincoln is $862,018. It's a 33.9% drop. It used to be $1,305,000 in 2020. Now, there could be many reasons for that. It could be the type of homes that sell. I'll give you an example. If you're selling large land and then, and you're selling everything at 1.4, 1.5, and then now you're selling, you know, in 2020, obviously that average is going to be the 1.3. If in 2021, everybody with the large lands and the, and, the, and those luxury homes are holding on to them and nobody's selling, and you're just selling, just say, all townhouses that are um, average of 700,000, you have a few detached that are 900,000, but all in small pieces of land obviously the average year to year is going to change. So it may not necessarily mean that people are getting less for their home. It just might be the type of homes that were sold. That's a possibility that that does happen. So I don't have the details of why that happened or if that's the case or if they actually did take a dip. I don't know. Um, I don't have that information right now. If that interests you, you can reach out and I'll look it up. But I found that, you know, that, that caught me off guard as well. So, yeah, that, that's the market stats. Things are interesting. Needless to say, real estate is interesting. Uh, things have been uh, changing, obviously. it's. Uh, I think it's going to be, I think when summer coming up, a lot of people, you know, we've been locked down. We're going to want to get out. So I wouldn't be surprised in a number of active buyers. It takes a little bit of a dip for a month as people want to get out there and enjoy the weather, be out in the patios, get a sense of normalcy, what we used to have or somewhat, you know, that's something, you know, that's coming back. So I wouldn't be surprised, which also means that if you're interested in buying or investing, this may be a good opportunity for you. It may be the break you were looking for. Keep that in mind. Keep a watch. You know what I mean? If you ever have real estate questions, and you want to know what's going on, reach out to me. I'd be glad to answer, you know, anything I can do to help need some information. What should you look for when you're buying a home? No pressure, no expectations. Reach out. I'll give you the answer. Right now, that was the market stats. That's the real estate update. This is John Papaloni. This is the John Papaloni Show. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.